0: Hey everyone, welcome to In It for the Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall. It's been a while since we have been on and we're excited to get back into it and give a little bit of thoughts on Mintel All and then jump into the fantasy suites.
1: Yeah, it was kind of nice to have a week off. Um, We just kind of decided that we didn't want to record an episode about Mintel All and uh, I think that's good because I wouldn't have wanted to talk about it for a whole episode's worth.
0: Yeah it wasn't super exciting. I feel like Men Tell All, Women Tell All is never my favorite part of any season but there were some noteworthy moments in the night. I think for me first of all the fact that Peter and Will made up at the end makes me think that their drama was more scripted
1: than anything that was what made you think that
0: <laughs> well yeah turns out his pizza is pretty good
1: yeah the, there was some stuff about that they like showed on the screen apparent uh, Peter accused will of um, telling people to go leave one star reviews of his restaurant. Which is pretty
0: savage. Um,
1: Yeah, and obviously, who knows if that's actually something that happened, but it's just, you know, they do it for the beef and the drama, and it was, I mean, it's entertaining, but... It,
0: It was. I'm wondering... It feels fake, though. How'd they get fresh pizza... From Fort Lauderdale area all the way to L.A. <laughs> that's
1: supposedly. Maybe Peter cooked it himself in the in studio LA. kitchen. Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: Does he actually get into the kitchen at his own pizzeria?
1: I mean, surely not. I would hope that he knows how to make pizza. <laughs> well. If you're going to own a pizzeria chain, you should. You got to like know how to make pizza at least a little bit.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll we'll never know until we happen upon his pizzeria ourselves
1: one day. We'll have to go look up, check it out.
0: So the next thing I think was noteworthy, um, was the fact that Taysha completely left the stage after she was asked about her breakup with Zach Clark.
1: Yeah, that felt weird for them to do that. Um, it's not about them. They're the hosts, but their like personal lives I don't feel like need to be part of Michelle's season. It's just like detracts from what I don't know. It just felt weird, like an out of place.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously them being former bachelorettes and being a part of the franchise is different than the role that Chris Harrison played when he That's was the fair. host. But still, anytime they've had someone come on during a mental all-women tell-all or after the final rose, it's been someone related to that season. And even though Tasha was a former bachelorette, She's not related at all to this season in terms of being a contestant or being the lead. And so I don't think that it was an appropriate forum. It's not like they're calling Katie back to Michelle's Mintel all to ask her about her recent breakup.
1: Yeah, that would be really, really weird.
0: You know, so I think just because she's a part of the Bachelorverse doesn't mean, you know, she should be asked about it and... Um, it seems like she was kind of caught off guard and didn't really want to talk about it, or was at least caught off guard, um, by how she reacted so strongly. So anyway, that was just kind of an awkward moment. Um, I feel bad for Tasha. I feel bad for Zach, but yeah. So anyway, it put a lull in things for me. And then the last thing I'd say that was pretty surprising was, was at the end um just whenever everyone is like hugging greeting each other just mulling around the stage Michelle and Rodney went up to each other and hugged and did their handshake she remembered their handshake Mm. that they had done on her season and just like greeted each other with such glee and I don't know I feel like there's still something there and they were such a good pair and if Things yeah. don't work out with her final two, which I don't have a ton of confidence, sadly. Rodney, man. It should have been maybe. Rodney.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I just <laughs> I just thought of how uh, at, like, the first night of Matt's season, Abigail, like, had a little, like, hand signal that they exchanged, and I don't think that they ever, anything ever came of that. And this is, like, an actual pretty impressive success story, that they had a secret handshake that they had – um, that they developed and that it actually was something that they, I mean, he was coaching her through it the whole time at mental. Um, but, but yeah, I thought that was good. Maybe, maybe they just feel really close as friends. Um, I do feel like maybe, I guess on his departure, Rodney did said, like, he talked about how he was like still falling in love with her. So maybe there's still feelings there. I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that he will not be the bachelor in 2022 because they, uh, canceled the they scrapped the plans to have a second bachelor in 2022 so thank goodness yeah we need some breaks we need some time (laughs) off from like taking notes and having to watch the show every week uh I mean we like it but it's a whole commitment big fans we are if
0: we're feeling that way I can't imagine what the general public is feeling
1: oh of course um but yeah the probably the last thing I mean the mental all it was just like a lot of rehashing the old drama they brought Jamie out at one point uh for people to yell at him uh and for him to pontificate about stuff that nobody knew what he was talking about pontificate pontificate yeah that's that's what he does he just like people ask him a question he's like yeah yeah that's a great question and he talks about something kind of unrelated because um, that's just kind of how he is he but he could
0: be a politician he was so dodgy oh of course
1: of oh. course politicians and their dodginess <laughs> the worst. uh the worst but probably the last noteworthy thing that happened wasn't even really about the mental all it was after the fact they showed an exclusive preview of the upcoming season of the bachelor and um, you know all they were talking about all the normal like you know with and uh, and something that you'll never expect and all this stuff but then they went on to show this like preview of the post fantasy sweet rose ceremony in which they proceeded to show the faces of the three remaining women unless they like pulled clips from night one and made it seem like those are the three but they like showed the faces usually they like show a silhouette or just like the back of their head or something uh no they show their faces thankfully i think i've forgotten the faces because i tried really hard to not commit those faces to memory because i don't want to feel like i get the top three spoiled But I just can't believe that they did this. I am kind of livid because some of us enjoy watching the previews, but this makes me think maybe we just should stop watching previews and go in completely blind into these seasons.
0: I think so because, yeah, it definitely revealed too much. I've never seen anything like it. So I'm disappointed, but our Mizzou homeboy will still get our... Loyal following for his season.
1: More like our Mizzou ho boy.
0: <laughs> Supposedly. No well, defamation. Based here. on
1: this preview. So, anything else about Mental All before we jump into this week's episode?
0: No, I'm ready to talk about fantasy suites in Puerto
1: Vallarta. Yeah, I don't remember because it was two weeks ago. I don't remember if they talked about, like, in the post rose ceremony toast, if it was like, we're off to Mexico. Um, but so it was kind of a nice surprise where they're showing the scenes of the beach and of like the resorts and stuff. And I think you, I think you caught it before I did that. You were like, is this Puerto Vallarta? And then they showed the Puerto Vallarta sign, uh, in the downtown, which we didn't ourselves see, but we did go to Puerto Vallarta for our honeymoon, uh, back in, uh, July. So, uh, it was exciting to see a familiar place, um, they were at a resort that wasn't really in Puerto Vallarta. I looked it up. It's a little bit farther north on the coast. But they presumably spent some time in that area. Uh, and I guess Puerto Vallarta probably has some uh, some clout to the name. It's maybe a thing that people would recognize. I don't know. Uh, I hadn't heard of it until I met you. So um, maybe, maybe not. It's but the
0: perfect place to fall in love, as we know. Well, we were already, we were already in love. Already in <laughs> but to
1: fall further in love. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, they kind of, you know, they, we start out with the first thing we get is, you know, Michelle kind of recapping for, uh, I think it was Caitlin. Um, was it Caitlin or Tisha? It doesn't matter. She was walking along the beach with one of the hosts talking about the men that she has left, Nate, Joe, and Brandon. And she just kind of gave a little overview of how she's feeling about each one. Um, she didn't have any concerns about Brandon. Apparently she, is not worried about whether he's in love with her or not. I think that's very clear. I think everybody in the world who has seen any amount of their interactions knows that that he's totally head over heels for her. So she's not concerned about that. Um, she and Joe have so much in common. So she's not necessarily worried about that part of it. But then Nate is... or Yeah, about Nate, she does have some questions about... Uh, whether or not he's ready, despite his depth of who he is as a person, to take it to the next level.
0: Which I think if she's worried about that now and feels so strongly about the other two, boom, you've got your top two.
1: Yeah, you'd think.
0: But I mean, I do think that the fantasy suite dates can change things. And just that time together off camera and that extended time you can really have good conversations. And so if she does have questions about Nate's readiness, she could answer those. And so I think that it's good that she's keeping an open mind going into this because you don't want to just discount him already just because the other two relationships are strong. But I'm giving him way too much um, clout and credit because I don't think Nate's ready. And so who cares about fantasy suites? Knock them out.
1: But, yeah,, oh, one thing that I've kind of heard people surmise you you talked about having the top two being maybe obvious based on that uh, revelation that she shared. Uh, I, I've heard people kind of uh, maybe suggest that a strategy that they might employ is to uh, keep is to get rid of uh, after this top three to get rid of your number two, which makes the choice at the end easier. because if you have like, if you know who you want to pick, then if you get rid of, um, if you get rid of the person who, who's in, who would be in second place, it's easier like for your family, that if there's like a third person who's like obviously not who you're gonna pick, then maybe it's like a little easier. I don't know. I think that's an interesting, mm-hmm. uh, an interesting thought, but uh, and just make that last that whole finale experience easier. Um, but I don't know. I think that she's probably not doing that. I think she's probably. Uh, figuring it out, but we'll just have to see how this episode ended. No one knows until we get there. Um, so the, we, we cut to the guys are are now have arrived in Mexico and as is now the custom, they all stay together as they have the whole process. They still stay together, even when it's fantasy suites week, uh, which is just so awkward and makes for some cringy and, and painful interactions to watch as a viewer
0: it's almost like if you had to have a sleepover with all of your friends after you found out that they had been like plotting against you the whole time or I don't know yeah. <laughs> something it just feels elementary you yeah know? it's
1: tough but you know Nate it has been Having this whole air of, I'm not worried about, you know, the other relationships. And that started to have some cracks in it this episode, which was kind of good to see. Cause uh, I mean, I think that that's like the right attitude to have, but it's always bound to like set in that there are other guys that are there. And so we'll talk about more. I think we'll talk about that a little bit more as the episode goes on. But uh, Brandon gets the first date. And this kind of probably prompts the question if. If you're one of the top three, in what order do you want to go in fantasy suites?
0: I think that that's tough. I think if I was a contestant, I would want to be first. because, Because, um, you know, regardless of what happened physically, like, I wouldn't want to go after some other physical interactions with others. I think that that's the obvious pick. But right. also, it's like um recency bias. Right,
1: and that's what I that's why I think that third might be best.
0: Yeah, so I don't know, but I think that um Michelle might have picked the person that she thought would be just the easiest to have a date with to just start the week off mm-hmm. with kind of a softball because she knew yeah. it would be fun. She didn't think that there were some huge looming questions that she really needed to dig into during their time together. Um, I think she has a more of an intentional plan for what she wants to discuss during her dates with Joe and Nate. And so it was just kind of like, oh, here we go. This will be fun, easy. Welcome to Mexico.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know. The strategy is definitely uh, tough to, to figure out what you want to do. Uh, and maybe she doesn't even decide. Maybe that's just decided for her what the order is going to be. Um, but, yeah, the first date, um, we learned that Brandon has not been outside of the U.S. before. So it's pretty exciting for him. You get to go on the show. You get to date Michelle. He's on the, having the time of his life he right really now. And he gets to go to Mexico and leave the country for the first time. Uh, so he's just really um, – he's, he's really living it right now. Um, but he – uh, the date consists of a horseback ride to start. Um, they ride their horses down to the beach. Beautiful scene there. And then they just have some classic bachelor beach moments. Cuddling on the towel, on the beach, on the sand. Uh, having some, some nice moments in the water, you know, about waist deep. Uh, and then, you know, who could forget drawing a heart in the sand with your initials in it. So do you, classic.
0: Do you wish that this is what we would have done in Puerto Vallarta?
1: <laughs> well, you don't seem to like the beach, so...
0: I love the beach. I don't like horses.
1: You don't... No, you, we didn't touch the beach. I mean, the beach there wasn't... Where we were wasn't, like, pretty, but you just wanted to be in the pool. Well... There's a difference in liking... I guess what I mean is, like, being in the sand, in the in the actual ocean. We
0: went to the beach to that's watch true. the sunset. We
1: watched. We watched the sunset. But, yeah, no, that's... But, I don't know... What you're referring to, but yeah, no, it's a nice, nice date. I don't know. It was, it was typical. They didn't have any like, there's no revelations of conversation. It was just a good date, I thought.
0: Yeah, I think that he has really grown on Michelle and grown on me, and really has shocked me. I would have never thought that Brandon would be in the top three.
1: Yeah, no, I we have to look back to see what we um what we rated him initially. But he definitely has surprised us. But we also, um, you know, Michelle asks the big, the big question: if if Brandon will be able to get to the engagement. Uh, and Brandon just is doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't mince words. He's in love with Michelle. He will always put her first, et cetera, et cetera. All this stuff he kind of talks for like he gives like a little monologue uh, about his love for Michelle, and it's believable. Uh, he just seems like he's head over heels uh crazy
0: yeah it, i think what he said to me read like it was straight out of a teenage romance novel <laughs> teenage romance novel and those are my favorite things
1: but then dinner wraps up they they bring out the the card for them that has the key to their fantasy suite, and you know if you guys want to forego your individual rooms, here's the key. That's how that always goes, and of course they they take it, um, and they they go up. Great accommodations. There's a there's a hot tub, and they go straight to the hot tub basically. And there's some fireworks. Brandon gets the fireworks treatment. Uh, you know take notes there, and it's just nice good romantic good romantic time and and then of course uh Nate and Joe are you know down three floors and have a balcony of their own to to go see the fireworks they hear them and they they they're made to go out and and look at the fireworks that Michelle and Brandon are enjoying together
0: (laughs) the worst
1: yeah Yeah. Nate is is realizing for the first time he says that uh, there are other guys that are probably catching feelings for her. Hmm. Uh, so he's starting to show, show some cracks in his armor.
0: I'm telling you, fireworks are an emotionally powerful tool, which is why We've talked they about this, will, we? <laughs> I will be cremated and made into a Ooh. firework, which will be set off at my funeral services. Well, I
1: will be so sad. I
0: know but here's the thing is you won't enjoy it since we died together hand in hand from natural causes
1: but all of our offspring
0: will celebrate with (laughs) today's firework and if you want to join me consider it because it's a good use of your ashes
1: that could be cool i think that if we died at the same time they should mix our ashes that would be symbolic Ooh, wow. maybe i don't know um but yeah it's more awkwardness from nate and joe just kind of sitting there twiddling their thumbs um but yeah then the next morning uh they get some nice little breakfast in bed but then proceed to ruin it by having a stressful food fight we're talking tray tables or like little like bed breakfast and bed trays with legs and they've got uh glasses full of juice on them (laughs) brandon's wearing like a nice like white sweater whatever not to mention the
0: high quality linens that are all white yeah
1: and they're just slopping all over it and they're gonna spill stuff i did not housekeeping i did not like this they should not have done this this was immature and i mean i'm not like up in arms about it i just didn't enjoy it
0: (laughs) it was stressful not great yeah not the finest moment um certainly nothing that i would do
1: uh in spite of that though i wrote here michelle should pick brandon <laughs> <laughs> i think that after this date uh, food fight notwithstanding um they just seem to have the most fun together the best connection of these three brandon is going to put her first always good quality in a spouse um yeah i think it's an easy pick after without even seeing the other two dates i think just we've seen the interactions with the other two guys um i think brandon's the best for her
0: I agree. One thing, and I don't know if she cares about this, but Brandon certainly will not challenge her in any way. She's by far, you know, the more um, potentially intelligent, (laughs) just like very, um, I don't know. She just appears to be the more serious member of their relationship. And so I just feel like Brandon is very malleable willing to do anything for her go anywhere which we know she wants a guy that'll go to Minnesota for her but yeah that's the only thing is he um yeah I just I don't know I don't see as much of an obvious example of him being able to like sharpen her help her grow um don't know if she cares about that but that's just what I have observed
1: Yeah I don't know I think that obviously that's the nature of this show Is you kind of just have to brown nose uh, to, to the Lead like you can't tell them they're wrong Because then you get kicked off um, And But I think that like the way that when He met her parents on Their one on one Just like the way that he I don't know took initiative To strangely Ask for their blessing even though He would be seeing them again uh, And Yeah, I think that he could be more serious at times when needed. Um, So I don't know. I think that obviously we'll have to see since we'll have to see how the relationship progresses. But that was the Brandon date. Um, He he comes back to the accommodations and the other guys are are up and ready, sitting, waiting for him to have some very awkward interactions And it's just, you know, he sits between them. It's just, it's so awkward. I thought
0: it was funny because um, Joe was clearly sitting on a couch that was almost twice as small as the one that Nate was sitting on. And um, Brandon walks in and Nate ushers him over to joe's couch that is like a love seat size when nate's got this huge long couch like i big know dog. nate is a big guy but like what that's, that's a big dog move right there it's like nope go sit by joe even though you guys will have to literally touch elbows
1: Nate, nate's the big dog and that's a big dog move ridiculous uh, you know really silly um but joe joe is the next date he gets to go in the middle um i i think that joe and this is just in my perception of joe uh, is that he suffers from not being very good on TV? Like, do I think you suffer from not being very good on TV? If so, you should probably seek professional coaching before going on The Bachelorette. Yes, um, exactly. Uh, I just think that it's it's hard to know if he's actually a good fit for her because he's not good at like showing it on TV. I do think that he is shy, and that's a real thing. But I think that he has a hard time highlighting his strengths. Um, In the context of being on a reality TV show, which I don't think most people would probably be very good at. Yeah. I think I would suck at it.
0: I mean, but I feel like he shares more and is more enthusiastic in his individual um, interviews. And so I feel like he could appeal to the camera. He just might... I think maybe the lack of structure when it comes to like just in trying to interact with Michelle while being recorded Mm -hmm. doesn't work for him. But like, if somebody asks him a pointed question, it's like, I am really falling in love with Michelle. Like, he's just like more animated in these individual interviews. Like, not nearly as animated as others, but like more animated for Joe. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: he's capable of it. It's just tough. It's tough stuff.
1: That's tough. Uh, We get a. A quote from Michelle. Minnesota Joe in Mexico. Um, no. Still leaning into Minnesota Joe. Uh, you know, what can we say? He's Minnesota Joe. So that's what he's going to get called. And he's in Mexico. So really, it does make sense. bueno. <laughs> boy. <no. laughs> um, but they are... Michelle tells Joe that they, they've kind of... They've met up at the top of a, of a hill. A big hill. Maybe even a mountain. Who knows? Uh, and she points down to the the ocean, basically and says we got to get down there for our picnic lunch and how are we going to get down there and they go ziplining so that actually seems like it'd be pretty fun ziplining is a good time and uh, you know it'd be fun to to use it as a mode of transportation yeah usually I th- it's not how it works
0: i think it would be super fun and i love a good zipline another thing that we could do in the future when we return to puerto vallarta
1: this is true um but they zip line joe is screaming which i think surprised michelle that he would be so vocal um and you know that'd be a good uh, fun activity to do we should definitely do it in the future together um but yeah they get to their picnic and have some conversation really the main thing is just talking about how joe feels like a piece of home he has helped michelle feel a little bit less homesick while she's been away and um yeah, it, it feels, the one thing I noted from this conversation was that Michelle feels much more, um, and I guess this is, like, a real thing, is you, like, kind of mirror the, the energy of, of, of the person you're talking to, but she just feels, like, so much more serious and, like, I don't know, just, like, so much more stiff, like Joe is, that compared to Brandon. Like, with Brandon, she's, like, really loose and fun and, like, goofy Michelle and then with Joe, she's very, like, serious and, like, it's the process and I've got to ask you questions and all this stuff. And I just don't like it. I don't like her as much in that way. I like her a lot more when she's being, like, fun and goofy um, When rather than when she's kind of in this mode with Joe.
0: Yeah. I also think that the seriousness comes off as disengagement and just a lack of enthusiasm toward her relationship with him.
1: That's, that's kind of how I took it. Um, which was tough because he's been kind of the favorite. Um, it's been his to lose, I think this whole time, but they, um, they get to talking about kids. He says he wants like three to four kids. Um, and you know, he got into real estate because he knows how important homeownership is. And he wanted to be able to, um, really set a foundation for his future family. Um, and, you know, he talked about just like how athletes who like were athletes in college who don't make it to the who don't make it big or get hurt like he did. Um, you know, it's tough. He, it's tough for them. And he talked about that. And um, so we did get a little bit more from Joe here, but uh, nothing like super crazy.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard because um, in a practical way, Joe would be the best pick for her. And, um, you know, they do have a lot in common. I do think he would challenge her. But if they don't have a romantic connection, then all of those checked boxes
1: are merely a list. See, I think it's interesting that you say that he would challenge her, but Brandon wouldn't. I think that it's like maybe I think he would challenge her less because he's just like seems so content and boring with how, you know, things are in his life that it's just, I don't know. It just I don't see him like being confrontational or I guess maybe I don't know what in which way you're talking about like uh challenging I but think like you just growing seems
0: like to learn to love like somebody who has a different personality than you and like learning what that means for your communication styles and conflict management I mean I feel like one of the ways you challenge me is just because you're different than me um and your personality and stuff and so I'm like growing as a person and learning how to effectively communicate with you, which helps me and my general interactions with others.
1: Right. I guess I see though, that like Joe and her are so much on the same page about like where they're from, like their backgrounds, mm, um, that's true. what they want in life, uh, which I mean is a good thing for a relationship. But I think with Brandon, like he wants those things too, but I think he will bring more enthusiasm and like a maybe spirit of adventure and, um, wanting to try new things that he just wouldn't get from Joe, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would, I would challenge you, <laughs> uh, that on that opinion. But no, um, it's definitely an interesting thought. But um, Brandon and Nate are are having a little conversation back at the resort, and Brandon is telling Nate that he thinks that you should have your strongest connection first, which. Uh, Maybe you agreed with. Uh, And, you know, Nate wants to know if Brandon thinks that Nate is the weakest link because he's going last. And so there's just maybe a little bit of tension brewing between them and what their opinions are about the order. Um, (laughs)
0: Those are some fighting words. I'm surprised it didn't get uglier in this moment, but I think it's just kind of a foreshadow of next week um, Mm. and what we end up learning. Yeah, that's true. We wake up to Michelle and Joe in bed talking about how they're morning people. They're alert. They're happy. Ew. And um, Michelle says to the camera that Joe is her slice of home and maybe even her soulmate, which was more powerful than the words that she chose following Brandon's date. So that really stood out to me.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Um, she then also said, in 24 hours, Joe has changed everything. After spending time with Joe, I feel like I have clarity. Um in retrospect, I <laughs> wanna know and at the moment I I thought, is this for better or for worse? Like you I know I mean, I
0: think if you call someone maybe your soulmate. Right, that's the implication.
1: Yeah. but I'm wondering if that was maybe a cryptic uh Maybe my soulmate, but clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's changed everything whereas it's like so much clarity about not wanting to pick him spoiler but yeah so I don't know it was it was a a decent date uh we got a little bit of depth from Joe but I think overall uh hard to hard to say it wasn't is it wasn't maybe the slam dunk that we were looking for uh from Joe and his his fantasy suite date but it's now time for Nate's turn to go on his date and uh they get to go on another boat ride. He is out on the marina, which we recognized because we went on a boat ride from the marina at Puerto Vallarta. And she, uh, you know, around around the corner comes Michelle on a, is it a catamaran? Is that what the boat is called? With the two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, on, on the big old catamaran. And, they're going to go on their at least second boat ride of of the season um they went on a on a pontoon boat uh, on a lake in michigan and minnesota. minnesota uh and they're going to go on one in the pacific ocean so um you know michelle says that when she's with nate um she feels how she thinks that you're supposed to feel when you're with your soulmate your favorite person so we get another drop of the soulmate word two soulmates so so far of the three guys two of them have been called soulmates so you think Nate and Joe of course these are the two we've been saying for like several episodes are the top two um and she seems to be confirming it in the way that she's talking about them and the words she's using um, but maybe they just selectively showed us things that she said. And maybe she used that word for Brandon and we just didn't see it. Mm. Conspiracy corner. But, but Michelle is really feeling with Nate, as we talked about at the beginning, that she has some concerns. And she really needs him to tell her that he loves her. Um, she needs that. She needs that from him because I guess he, he hasn't... I mean, he said that he's crazy about her, that he's falling for her. But he really, she really needs that extra level that the other two guys have given her so far uh, this week. And so, um, (laughs) Brandon doesn't think that he is going to be able to get there and share that with her. Um, he's pretty skeptical. Uh, and then, so we get that like kind of fun contrast of Brandon being pretty confident. Honestly, uh, I was maybe surprised that he was so confident about his position. Um, but he knows a lot more than we do. So, you know, it makes sense. Um, so I think that the next thing uh, was that they had a conversation on on the boat uh, and, you know, they were talking about Nate's hometown and how it was kind of tough in some ways, how there were some t- difficult questions. Um, and, you know, he kind of was talking about how there are questions that he doesn't really have the answers for. And to me, with like what we already know about Nate, this is like a huge red flag. Like the other guys like are, I mean... Yes, there's things in life that you don't have the answers for. And that's true, especially like going into getting married. It's like it's more about be having confidence that you'll be able to uh, find the answers together mm-hmm. um, and that you're going like, to be able to be committed to that person regardless of what the answers end up being. But in this context, it's like, like, do you want to get married to her? Are you going to be able to propose? And it, it seems like those are the types of questions that we're talking about here. Uh, and those are the concerns. But I think that
0: it is truly concerning. That's his response. I think what was even more concerning was that they sit down to dinner and Michelle asked Nate, hey, do you have any questions for me or anything that you specifically want to talk about during this really important date? And he's like, no, nah. no
1: really.
0: <laughs> And it's like, bro if you already know and are admitting that you don't have the answers to things and that, you know, there's just some uncertainty and, you know, he even admitted that he was having trouble with the fact that Michelle could be having feelings for Joe and Brandon. Like he doesn't mention anything when we clearly know that, you know, even if he decided he didn't want to talk about his, um, you know, kind of um, uncertainties about brandon and joe and jealousy and all of that there is something that you can surely think to talk about with someone that you're considering proposing to in just a few days if there's literally nothing you can think of you're i'm sorry but you're not in love with that person you're not ready to get married to them
1: but michelle is not perturbed by this she just (laughs) drags it out of him anyway she basically says like uh you know she she basically she at some point at one point in this conversation like gave him like a multiple choice question basically do you love me "Are are you like do you love me are you uh do you think you're able to get there are you ready to get engaged she's like where are you at and she like had to like drag it out of him and he like Gives the right answer that he's like ready for all of the above, that he you know that he does love her and that he is ready to get married to her at, or at least you know get engaged, but he shouldn't have. She shouldn't have to like ask him a multiple choice question and give him all the possibilities for him to be able to tell this to her at this point. Um, so very disappointing. Um, but it kind of confirms what we've thought about Nate. Um, so I'm not like super surprised. But I just think that she should not be overlooking this in her decision making.
0: Yeah, it's clear that his heart isn't all the way in it.
1: Yeah, and he's not moving to Minnesota for her. No, there's no way he no. likes Austin too much. He, he's not gonna be. Pa- he can only paddleboard in Minnesota for like two months a year before the water gets too cold again. Exactly, and you can paddle year round, paddleboard year round in Austin. And he's
0: already got a contract from Netflix for season two of Twenty Somethings in Austin. So well, he I does. Just, no, oh, no, you're just joking. Okay. <laughs> but like, he clearly will. I mean, he's uh, gonna appear on that show. Be. So there's Maybe. just no way he's leaving Austin.
1: Yeah. So who knows? Um, I have here that it seems like they had a good night. I mean, it was really, they just they just kind of went straight to, I think that they showed that they had a hot tub. It didn't seem like Joe had a hot tub. No. But they had like some hot tub again. There probably was one, they didn't show it. But they basically just like went straight into the room and closed the door. But maybe he wanted to have some good conversations with her about things that he was thinking Things yeah. that were on his mind that he didn't want to tell on camera. Yeah, Who knows? he
0: finally, he finally, he finally. He had, He probably just had some hard things to share with her. You know, maybe.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gross. Um, but no. Anyway, yeah. So the it's time for the rose ceremony. The dates are over, um, and I think that Brandon looked kind of terrified, which, you know. He's been skating along. He's snuck into the top three inexplicably. Um, But we kind of see why now Uh, we've been seeing it. But then I think he gets to the moment of truth and, you know, they've got him standing in height order. (laughs) Uh, He's the short one or the shortest one. He's not even that short. He's like probably six foot, but it's like, you know, you're dealing with like six, four and six, eight. So, uh, you know, he's, he's sitting there. He just looks scared and, I just think that he has a lot on his mind and he's afraid that he might go home even though he knows he's had over heels. So, um, for sure. Yeah. So Michelle, she's concerned. She knows that she's going to break a heart. Um, but that hers will be breaking at the same time that she's breaking this other man's heart. So,
0: and she even says that the person whose heart that she's going to break is someone that's always put her first that's always been confident about this process and so i'm thinking like well gosh brandon. <laughs> only brandon
1: yeah it's like using the language from brandon from his it's date it's not
0: nate nate's not confident and certainly doesn't put her first yeah and joe who's to know if he's confident or puts her first because we can't freaking read his mind so
1: yeah who knows here we are. but in the dramatic moment of this episode Brandon steps up before she's able to give out the first rose and pulls her aside to have a little chat and this is kind of a nothing burger he just basically affirms that he's always going to care about her and will always put her first no matter what happens Yada yada, all the stuff kind of I think kind of bush league um if at that point I don't know I just don't think it's like the move I think that it's the move of desperation and not confidence and I think you just kind of have to it's a little bit of like a Hail Mary. You just kind of have to let the let the chips fall how they're going to fall after your date. It is like kind of hard though cuz he went first and I think that that recent I think he probably wanted to just be like, "Hey, remember like this is how I feel about you and you've talked to these other guys. I just don't want you to forget." So I It seems like they should just have like a mini cocktail party before the the rose ceremony so she can like refresh. I don't know, maybe.
0: No, I think that he it uh, yeah the substance of the conversation didn't make sense to interrupt the roast ceremony because what he said was not convincing enough to be like oh remember that I would do anything for you type of stuff because his whole premise was like no matter what you do aka if you send me home tonight I will still respect you and um care for you and all of these things And so I think that that's something where like, if he would have been the one to get eliminated, he could have said those things to her while he was being walked out. Like, oh, you know, to reassure her and make it not so hard, but saying it right before she starts handing out roses to me, almost like makes it seem like he thought he was going to be the one going home Mm, and he wasn't. um, And so he was just going to say it then and you know I guess and to make it easier for her in the moment um you know it it wasn't really a speech that I think was meant to save him I don't I honestly don't think that that's what he was trying to do I think it's one of those things where he just did something preemptively like how he asked her parents for their blessing even though he was gonna see them later, if he like was in the top two, um, and so he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna reassure Michelle about sending me home, even though I haven't been sent home yet." It's just like he does things out of order. Is my yeah. huh. thought.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good way of looking at that. Um, but they return, and it's time to hand out roses. Um, and so the rose order: first nose, f- first nose, first rose went to Nate which I think surprised both of us that he was the first. It seems like she's gotten some, or maybe production has just gotten lazy with their Rose orders. Um, it seems like they are, um, well, I guess in this case, this was probably the way to do it. Um, because the second Rose went to Brandon, um, which I think that we were both audibly shocked. I think we both, uh, gasped (laughs) or exclaimed something. Uh, I think I was
0: more surprised that Nate got the first rose because I thought, like, he, um, well, at the beginning of the episode, I thought he had the greatest chance of going home. But I think the fact that he, that, like, Brandon stepped up to say that thing that showed he thought he was going home, it's like, oh, well, if you're planning to give the second rose to Brandon, you now can't call his name first because now um, our attention has been, turned from like worrying about nate's status to like worrying about what's gonna happen to brandon so, yeah
1: that's yeah. true but yeah it, it i think that there it, the the apparent like drama was with nate and so for him to get the first shows initially seems weird because you're like it's gonna be nate and joe probably it's like the most likely situation um and then if it's not Nate and Joe, it'd be Brandon and Joe, and she should send Nate home. But then he get Nate gets the first row. so I think it's just like it was. It was a surprising rose ceremony all around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, tough ending for Joan Michelle. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even crack the top two. Um. And, you know, it's gonna be weird though and awkward because they live next door to each other in Minnesota, and they're gonna always see each other at Target. I uh, I don't know. It'll yeah. be weird. But, I
0: think it will be too. Um. Yeah, it'll be just like his sister-in-law said. I really hope that this works out, because if not, we'll see them in the
1: grocery store. Yeah. (laughs) Oof. Well, um, anything else uh, about this episode?
0: I'm just interested to see how things play out for the finale, because... Um, I think that there's clearly going to be a lot of tension and maybe even direct confrontation between Brandon and Nate. I know they separate the two contestants for the final episode, but they're already so heated that, uh, you know, I think that they might mention things to Michelle about the other during their alone time together, which might cause them to like leave their hotel rooms and try to find the other somewhere else at the resort. I don't know. That's my prediction.
1: That'd be fun, but yeah, the the preview looks like we've got some um, parent doubt, which is always good. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see who about. That's the big question: is is who is the who are the aspersions being cast on? I like the word aspersions. Yeah, you've got That's a, a lot word. of big words today. Um,
0: I mean, especially since they've already both met Brandon. If they say things about him now that are like bad. It's like, well, why didn't you say that earlier? Because you had a a chance to evaluate him. So if I was Michelle, it would frustrate me if they do say something bad about Brandon.
1: Right, and I I do think it's pretty, like, it's going to be Nate, I think. That's, like, what we think, right?
0: The previews made it seem like they had like doubtful things to say about both of them like the the dad was doubting brandon's readiness readiness for marriage and that her mom was doubting nate's authenticity mm. of affection maybe
1: oh that could be. <laughs> so be interesting well we do see her crying on the beach so maybe neither of them maybe it's just a wash Who knows? and so
0: then she flies home from mexico and gets
1: together with rodney maybe the end maybe <laughs> um yeah well the last thing I think there's like a credit scene um they often like to give the credit scene to the person who just got sent home we saw it with Rodney and um, now we see it with Joe uh he was a cow whisperer a few weeks ago and now she wants to see if he's also a horse whisperer and so they they have some some interaction with some horses at their picnic and um yeah sad to see Joe go um But really, we should just remember that he ghosted her uh, when they were DMing on Instagram. So never forget. Never forget. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, uh, only one more episode left this season. Finale is next week. And so that means we only have one more episode. And yeah, that'll be fun.
0: Thank you for taking this journey with us um, during our first season of recording for In It for the Long Haul. And we just would love to hear from you and um, learn whether or not you're on Team Nate or Team Brandon. I'm taking Team Brandon.
1: Yeah, well, me too. So that's not gonna be nice. fun. There's, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I I'm worried. I'm worried that he that Nate's gonna that she's gonna pick Nate, but I just really think that she should pick Brandon. He's the better pick at this point. So yeah, tell us on Instagram. Uh, you know who you think who you think that she should pick. Um, maybe we will read your answers on this next week's show so yeah reach out we'd love to hear from you
0: have a good one we'll see you next week